Welcome to another Stock Odds podcast. This is Odds and Ends with Dave Singh and Rob Friesen. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Not too bad. Thank you. It was good to have a long weekend to try to catch up on stuff. Still didn't succeed completely, but <laughs> anyway, it was good to have an extra day. So, uh, And I heard uh, you went and saw the Top Gun movie. Is that any good? Had barbecue pool time and then Top Gun, which was <laughs> okay. a fantastic movie. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, I'm not, I can recommend it here, but. <laughs> oh, it's nice to see some things come out because, I mean, you know, COVID really did put a damper on a lot of the production. Um, and they were even delayed, right? Coming to, yeah. coming to the theater. So. The um, theaters are back to semi normal. It's not packed, it was full, but it's not like uh, crazy, crazy busy. So things are business as usual in the retail space and malls and stores, but. Mm-hmm. There's some data underlying all that, right? And things like stock odds can shed some light on that. Right. All right. Um, We're watching the last day of the month here. So we have some stuff on um, last day of the month I can get to afterwards. But maybe okay, give us let's, context first. Let's talk about uh, where the futures are right now here. Um, so we've got uh, the Dow futures. Let me just refresh this. It's changed here. Dow futures are up uh 38 so 0.11%. When you look at a when you look at a weekly chart, we of course we had that straight up week, right? And that was after 8 weeks down in a row on the Dow and then we had a week up. Um and it just looks like it kind of kind of went too far too fast and maybe it's a bit of a pause and retracement. Um it's kind of hanging in there it was up a little bit higher earlier and it's pulling back it wouldn't surprise me if we have a day that's down tomorrow um or you know wherever we open becomes the high of the day that would not surprise me um just because i find that seasonality especially the last trading day of the month and the first day of the new month have been really robust over many years i mean i've been um trading for about uh well, since started in 92, some retail, and then went to professional in 98. But, um, you know, seeing the cycles and how they repeat themselves, um, the seasonality does hold up really well. So that wouldn't surprise me to be on point with the seasonality. But then there is a kind of a counter to that and is, you know, if, if people really think that we've hit a bottom and the bottom's in, and and they don't want to miss you know having the rally go up a whole bunch more without them um or worse maybe they sold yeah at the bottom you know now they're scrambling to get back in um you know so that could that could interfere and then the thing is june 1st is historically an up day and specifically pretty good for small caps and things like that so um you know, we we could just carry through and have a rally tomorrow and a rally on, you know, Wednesday, and that's entirely possible. Or we could have our pullback day tomorrow, and then uh, spring back and rally on Tuesday. Probably, we actually we should check the uh, the first Friday of June as well. Let me just see. First Friday of June is really quite bullish as well. It's so that to be means zero point nine percent up. Yeah. So so we could have. You know, a rally on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Maybe uh, a pause and reflect day uh, <laughs> tomorrow. 
So that's uh, the futures. Let's get back to that. S&P's up uh, 0.26 or 11 points. NASDAQ is up the most right now, 0.60. Again, all these were up a bit more earlier. And uh, that's 73 points in the NASDAQ futures. Russell is up 0.285 points right now. And the VIX is up slightly at uh, 0.68%, so not even a full percent. We've got uh, West Texas uh, trading up uh, 2.55% right now on the back of the uh, sanctions. Um, now that does affect tanker uh, and not as much oil pipeline. Uh, but uh, again, not all of it is happening right away. It's when did you say uh, that was going to come through, Dave? Well, at the end of the year. Right? <laughs> end of the year, but oil's oil's rallying on the back of it, but it's not for a while. So we could see oil get ahead of itself and pull back again too. Yeah. I don't know. I the way I, the way I look at oil, I would love it, for it to have the opportunity to challenge. You know that end of February, March, early March high that we kind of spiked up there. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it, it did challenge that. But uh, I don't think anyone likes paying the price at the pump. But, uh, you know, oil oil has been in a very bullish uh, six, over six months now of, you know, pretty significant gains, right? See, December... So it came out, oil came, especially West, West Texas uh, crude came out of the hole in uh, December, matching lows with August. And then it just has been marching up pretty much uh, all the way through. A little bit of volatility, of course, but. It's almost a double from December. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's finished. I just, the problem with, the problem with trading open to close is that if you come in in the morning and you know everything's lit up to say be involved in oil stocks and oil's way up and the stocks are gapping up that's inherently your problem is what you have to pay at that open price because um, some of the best performances i've had recently from oil stocks were because they actually opened down in the morning and then they rallied um, so just keep that in mind. It's it's not just that you have your idea of what's strong and weak. It's what price do you have to pay to get in it, right? You know, it could it could be like anything, and it could be like the real estate market. You know, you you houses are on fire, right? And then you go to buy one, and you get caught in a bidding war, and you end up paying you know maybe more than you would have liked to. Well, you know, you may you may have paid the highest price for the next number of years. Same thing with used cars. So just because a sector is on fire doesn't mean that you're going to be able to profit from buying it and then selling it you know, later at a better price. And, and that happens to us all of the time on the open to close format of trading because that's really tight and it does matter how much you pay for things so just just keep that in mind um i've i've been tracking a lot of things related to what has performed the best for the day 
in terms of mm. stocks on my list. And almost invariably, it's the ones that had really good odds uh, and average performance expectations from stock odds, but they actually opened down. Mm. So you you got that advantage of buying it at a discount right at the open, and then they then they performed as they should have. Um, and I haven't seen as great a results with the ones that you know were up, and you had to pay up at the at the open. So just keep that in mind. Okay. Um, why don't we circle over to you with uh, some of the things that you see on the calendar for this week here, uh, seasonality end of the month, beginning of the new month, first yeah. Friday of the month? So tomorrow's the uh, last day of May. And um, I, 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 the spider's expected to do minus 0.45%, according to stock odds. So I, I looked at which ones might be stronger than that and weaker than that. And here are some of the ETFs that are expected to do stronger than the spider. Things like gold, GDX, GDXJ, silver, um, utilities, healthcare, uh, consumer discretionary, real estate, chips, and things that are expected to be weaker are financials, KRE, KBE, XLF, uh, oil as well, XOP, USO. So that's a little bit conflicting to what, what with what we're seeing in um, the futures right now. Well, if you look at the if you look at the bond market, it is selling down, which means the yield is rising, and so if we and it's been a kind of a it's been a sharp drop over the day today because we had this long move down from March until about first or second week of May, and then we started to climb up a little bit, like we broke trend, and now is the first day of dropping significantly back. So that's putting pressure on rates. And usually that favors banks and REITs and not so much for utilities, right? So the question is, when we come in tomorrow, you know, ha has that resolved itself or are we still on track where the TLT, which is the 20-year ETF that uh, represents uh, a lot of, you know, what what we use anyway to 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 uh, see what it's doing in the morning, so that we can say, hey, should we press on the banks long or short or whatever we want to do? But uh, if TLT is down significantly tomorrow, um, and I would suggest you know, long the banks rather than what this, the calendar, the seasonality uh, almanac says. I agree too. I mean, and, and this is just the, this is the tension. This is the macro, mm -hmm. you know, coming up against what has historically been, you know, in play. And um, I don't know why there would be a reason specifically for, you know, for banks to be weaker on the last day of May, I, I can't think of any any reason historically. It may be just a pattern that you know has no fundamental reason for it. But if we have a macro that comes in and says, "Hey, you know, let's not bet against the banks," then you know, let's let's pay attention. I also looked at some individual symbols, uh, the mega caps, to see which ones might do better. So things like Amazon, Microsoft, Netflix, Nvidia, Google, Johnson and Johnson are expected to be stronger than the spider, and some things like Tesla, Apple, Facebook, ExxonMobil, Chevron, United Healthcare, 
um, a little bit weaker than a spider. So there's some opportunities to play some individual symbols too, according to the almanac. But again, the bigger drivers are going to be oil and the 10-year. And then starting June 1st, um, we see really good performance for the month of June from the Russell. Now, yeah. June does have the Russell rebalance. So it makes sense that, you know, there's a, a bigger focus with the Russell components, but it is all of the, it's the Russell 1000, 2000 and 3000 that are, are getting rebalanced. So, um, and they, they issue on Friday, the first Friday of June, they issue the preliminary list. And, um, and then the next Friday, again, the revised preliminary list and the next Friday, the same thing until finally the last Friday of the month is the rebalance. Um, so 2.6% for June expect, expected from IWM. Um, so I'm thinking we should probably get the list launched for the Russell because we're doing the top 10 for the S&P 500 now. Uh, would probably be a good time to uh, get something rolling for the Russell. And then in July, small caps do a little bit worse as we're more in focus on the S&P 500, you know, earnings and things. And the S&P usually does about two point, anywhere from 2.2 to 2.7% return in July. So I am, I am expecting still a little bit more of a summer rally, um, but it may start here in June just because we've got so discounted already, you know. I think we have to be prepared for investors to, to kind of come back in just because the problem is, remember in 2020? <laughs> well, actually, remember in, in December of 2018, we had that sell-off and we came back from it and then uh, rallied to new highs again. And then in 2020, we had COVID and then we dropped so much and then we rallied back to new highs. And so people have been conditioned here that, uh, you know, we don't want to miss a good rally back. And it's come back huge just the last five days. I mean, mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, like it, it could shake a few people out if we have a down day tomorrow. Like if it, if it opens high and then uh, just reverses all day, it could kind of. Then some people would miss maybe uh, this the next few days of June that it start to rally and then they'll, then they'll end up chasing again. But yeah, it's interesting. Um, what do you see on the? Economic calendar, anything? Calendar-wise, not really anything yet. Oh, uh, we should point out the, uh, the Taiwan thing. We have a senator, uh, Tammy Duckworth, has um, headed over to Taiwan. And um, the Chinese uh, flew 30 jets over Taiwan airspace, one corner of it anyway. So it caused a little bit of commotion there. Uh, but uh, just a reminder, this Taiwan thing is not uh, <laughs> not over. <laughs> um, and I heard that uh, Russia's kind of slowly grinding away and, and making a bit more headway in the eastern half of Ukraine. So, so that's not going too well. Um, what about uh, China? Uh, restrictions. Uh, I know that they're starting to put a lot of economic stuff into play here to support the economy. Um, so I was expecting 
some Chinese stocks to lift off a little bit. Do you, you see any reason for that? I saw some language that um, the factory activity is falling at a slower pace. So as these COVID curbs are easing, it's uh, taking a little bit of the pressure off um, some of the companies there. So I, I, that's also bullish for Chinese stocks. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting because um, I did see a news headline said that Chinese stocks were dipping, but yet with the stimulus and them Beijing saying they're getting a handle on the you know COVID spread, um, and so they're easing curbs a little bit. I mean, it, it's kind of con some conflicting information here. Um, but I was I was thinking that that Chinese stocks would be able to bounce back a little bit here. So anyway, it's going to be an interesting week. It is a shortened week, um, and yesterday there was some markets that, or today, sorry, there was some markets that were open when the U.S. was closed. So like think about Canadian stocks traded, for example, and you know, some of them trade on both in New York and, you know, the Toronto Stock Exchange. So uh, just keep that in mind. And the European stocks as well. So. Uh, I think, um, what's I think on, on, on Wednesday and Friday, we have, we have uh, two bullish days kind of set up for Wednesday and Friday. Wednesday is the first day of June. That's kind mm -hmm. of bullish. And Friday is even stronger. So of the... These next four days, we could have quite a bit of strength. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got uh, EU's uh, looking to raise rates. Canada's looking to raise rates. Um, so you know, this inflation pressure is you know definitely global, and it's uh, causing rates to rise. So that that might mean that um, if these other countries are raising, that you know could push the U.S. dollar down a little bit because the U.S. dollar did have a strong rally as one of the countries that was first to sort of come out of the gate with raising rates. So um, just keep that in mind that the dollar may pull back a bit. And if it does, that should foster some commodity um, move. If the dollar's weakening, it should make commodities a bit stronger. But then did you see the article from Goldman that says that uh, the metal rally should be over? There was a, a big article from Goldman that said uh, they they figure that the lithium and other metals and stuff have gotten uh, uh, ahead of itself. And um, it's probably going to be a, a sharp correction in the next couple of years. And it won't be till later on in, in this decade that uh, they cycle back potentially. So interesting you know it's mm -hmm. kind of like where's the crowded trades where has, you know if you look at if you look at a chart of lumber you saw how crazy that was and then it reversed and pulled all the way back yeah. um and it's it's kind of like that when when these things get ahead of themselves and the crowd becomes really crowd uh, the trade becomes really crowded then um you know usually they crash back pretty pretty severely Anyway, I guess that's all we have for you guys today. All right. Good luck.
so uh, yeah, short and weak, keep it tight. Um, be aware of the small caps potentially coming out of the gate June 1st and on into Friday. And um, yeah, anyway, that's it. Thanks. Good I'll let you go. Take it easy, man. Bye-bye.